Welcome to the Centurion Leadership Battalion Show with Justin Bizarro. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. If you want to find me, you can find me on Instagram at Justin Bizarro. Again, that's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. For anyone who's out there, thank you guys for listening in. This will be the last episode I think I record because we start releasing them next week. Um, I'm going to be glad that that's, that's going on. We've got a stockpile of episodes we've recorded. It's pretty cool. I, I enjoy the subject matter, and we've tried to keep things on topic and aligned as much as possible. And one of the previous episodes I mentioned that we are going to talk about what is an identity crisis and what happens when we lose our identity. But what I've realized as I've done the research and and I've gotten some feedback is that first we need to talk about imposter syndrome okay because a lot of entrepreneurs a lot of leaders end up in imposter syndromes okay because as we're rising up the ranks and we're a bright shooting star imposter syndrome happens and I think for me until recently because it's so widely used as a term or entrepreneurs fake it till you make it uh people are like oh i have imposter syndrome and i'm freaking out and i even saw a post about this from a food entrepreneur and she used the word imposter syndrome and it's just solely it's really been misrepresented actually and i get what people are saying but it's so used that we've dulled it we've made it we've minimized it we've made it dull we we've given it less meaning we've let let the word imposter syndrome as a term that's a medical term a psychological term that happens to many leaders and entrepreneurs we've let it become minimized we've let it become like anyone can use it oh i'm suffering from imposter syndrome i'm faking it till i make it that's not really what's going on okay we need to get into a deeper dive because it does lead to an identity crisis particularly if you're an entrepreneur or you're a leader and you have life changes identity crisis can happen to anyone okay or midlife crisis but it's it, it's a funny term everyone used to think of and it used to be a joke but we're talking about two very serious things the imposter syndrome term has been misused and overused in our society and it's dulled it the significance of what happens when when someone has this going on is a pretty big deal okay it can lead to really bad psychological things and we want to talk about the mental health in our country right now well our leaders our entrepreneurs like if anyone's out there this is one of the things we have to focus on because the rest of the world is unhealthy mentally across the board i don't know why but we've allowed our society to become entitled and privileged and not have to work or grow or try to be a better person anymore or do even do the right thing we even hide behind social media it happens to me all the time the more success i have the more people attack me on social media tell me it's luck tell me i'm horrible tell me i don't deserve it tell me i'm a bad person i post a picture of my dog i get haters telling me my dog is a bad thing okay i'm even hesitating i'm thinking about my dog's 10th birthday coming up like next month like, do I post about it? Because people will write about it. It's crazy. Okay, every post that I have, there's always someone who's got some negative comments. Okay, generally now on social media, if it's really, really nasty, it removes itself. I don't even have to worry about it. 
but it's my social media. I don't need the haters. I don't need people bringing down the positive people that are actually benefiting from the post by one person or four people or whatever amount of people's negativity. Okay, at least have fact if you're going to put on put it on there. Okay, but I will tell you what happens when we start to step up, when we start to lead and we start to have success. And we just talked about the tall poppy syndrome. And we just talked about the crab bucket mentality. But this is also part of what leads to the imposter syndrome, especially as a leader and an entrepreneur. So I'm going to I'm going to read you the definition from mindbodygreen.com. And it's Mind Body Green Mindfulness. It's a really good site. I recommend it. I'll put the links in there. I'll put the other links that I use for this topic in there. And um, the audience should take a read at this because anyone is actually susceptible to this. We we attach things to our children. Uh, women go through this when their children leave the home where maybe they're, they don't believe that they raised the children uh, and, and they just got lucky or their children aren't doing well so there's a lot of things that we need to look at this like am i a good parent am i a good leader am i a good entrepreneur because these weird thoughts in our heads can lead to am i just lucky did i do this because i'm just lucky okay i will tell you from my own experience there is no luck it is always preparedness meets opportunity are you preparing for whatever's happening next okay that means we're constantly growing and if you're a constantly growing human the opportunities come to you because you're prepared for them and everyone thinks you're luck or in my case your parent or your spouse or whoever has done it for you okay i've been on my own for quite a while now and the success that i've had and the things that i've had in my life um, especially recently, these podcasts, like I said, four podcasts, we've developed a TV show called Foodtopia TV. We're getting in front of a lot of people with this show. Why? Because I'm different because I don't, I don't come from the film industry. I looked at things differently. We planned out a whole thing, 18 seasons, 12 years, budgets, everything. I did it like a business person and we rocked the boat on this. We rocked the house. We dominated, but before that, for about two years, the last two years I was at Food Service Partners, the, I suffered from this. So much success, so many things I'd done. I'd built software systems. I'd built companies, IT companies. And, you know, it starts with this crab bucket mentality a lot of time. People trying to knock you down, um, not, not giving you credit. If you have a master's degree, they would knock that down. In my case, an MBA. They would knock it down. Uh, they would knock down what I accomplished at Food Service Partners over 22 to 24 years. The systems I built, they tore down or got rid of. The friends, the humans that believed in me in the company, they would go to my father and tell him bad things about them and they would ultimately be gone. Okay, that's what happens with the crab bucket mentality. That's what happens in this situation, tall poppy syndrome, you get rid of all the good people. The people that complain the most about other people or tell on other people all the time and can't handle their own thing and aren't true leaders. If you're a true leader, you can handle it. You find a snake in the grass, you kill it. You lead through it. You lead by example. You inspire. You don't get a set of your flying monkeys running around attacking everyone. That's what happens when narcissists exist in a company 
or in your life or in your home or with your family. Okay, you want to know if you have a narcissist? Look how they protect their reputation but use their flying monkeys to do all their bad work for them. I should know I had one in my own company. He built a group of flying monkeys that went around and caused chaos and disturbance and and ruined things in the company, systems and whatever. Why? That tall poppy syndrome. A jealousy towards me, an envy towards me. Okay, I realize that now. That's what happens when we're successful. The more success we have, the brighter our light gets, the more darkness comes at us. The more the devil tries to take it away. The more others get jealous and their spiritual maladies start to cause the symptoms that lead to the problems in your company. Okay, but normally they have symptoms and the problems are spiritual maladies, lack of confidence, jealousy, inability to get out of their own way, you know, all those things. And in my case, I've seen a lot of spiritual maladies in my life lead to alcoholism and my company and my family, you name it. Okay, get control of these spiritual maladies. We did an episode on it that will be released before this, I believe, but I'm not exactly sure how we're stacking up the episodes at this point. But now that I just said that, I need to make sure that that goes out before this one. Okay, so I'm going to give you the definition of imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is the condition of feeling anxious and not experiencing success internally, despite being high performing in external objective ways. The condition often results in people feeling like a fraud or a phony and doubting their abilities. Okay, that's from better up. Okay, definition. Now I'm going to give you the one that I like more from MPG, which is mind, body, green. And that is imposter syndrome is an internalized belief that your success is due to luck or other external factors rather than your own skills, talent, intelligence, and or qualifications. This false idea leaves you with a perpetual feeling of being a poser under constant threat or fear of being exposed as a fraud. It can lead to lingering feelings of insecurity, anxiousness, and stress, and it can intensify feelings of lower self-confidence, disbelief in your own abilities, despite the achievements you have accomplished that prove otherwise. This, I get it. If you're out there and you're suffering from this, or you have this going on, the real term, not the one that's beneficial so you get likes on your Instagram, or you're getting some big award and you feel like a fake, come on, you're getting the award right then. Like, that's not when this happens. I know when it happens. I've experienced it, and I have been depressed. I've even wanna, even at times offed myself because of this, okay? And I know that may make some of my haters happy, but Jesus, I was in a really dark place. There were days I didn't want to get up in the morning, and I had massive success and built great companies. But every time I turned around, whether it was family members in my own company or as my friends who call my friends, or as my team members, they were tearing me down. Everything I had accomplished. Why? Because I was rising up, because I was having success, because it wasn't them. And while they may have been in the company for 20 years or 18 years or whatever, they hadn't been there for 24 years. They hadn't done what I did while they were out raising families, or they were out raising kids, or they were out getting drunk every night after travel and business and eating out. I didn't do that. I pretty much stopped drinking when I was 30 years old. Had about 30 30 some drinks, Deborah and I, probably. And then I didn't want it anymore because I wanted to be focused because I wanted to succeed. And when I started really succeeding and I really caught my rhythm, built awesome companies, weirdly, 
this is the first time it happened. Everyone trying to tear them down. Then I then I switched my life. I switched trajectory. We then all of a sudden we started building success again. The company built two new kitchens. We're starting to go across the country. COVID, pa- patient counts are up. You know, bad situation, but business is doing good. That's just a part of life and doing hospital food. Okay, that's the reality. It makes you feel bad, okay? That's another way that imposter syndrome happens. Like I was feeling bad that we were having success over serving way more hospital food. But even worse than that was we had employees, coworkers, and everyone taking advantage. They didn't want to travel anymore because of COVID. They didn't want to put in the work anymore. They just wanted to work from home, which was really maybe working two hours a day when they should have been working eight to 20 because of our business booming. They let their foot off the gas because they didn't have the discipline, and that's my fault. But there's a lot of people that came up in my companies that I didn't have direct influence over or impact because I was out there building new things. I was always at the tip of the spear, and I always relied on family members or managers to actually build these companies because that was my partner's jobs. That was my business partner's jobs. That's what they said they had under control, and I didn't realize it until 2019, which you guys will see when I launched the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast, or this show, Centurion Leadership Battalion show with Jess Bizarro, that even back then, I start to identify that there's a problem here, that I have to go back and fix the leadership problems. I have to go back and instill core values, and it's my fault. Really, it's 100% my fault. I let my eye off the game. I was so busy building and creating, I didn't look backwards. And I didn't look at the jealousy, the envy, what everyone else was going through as we were building this company and the sabotage, particularly in facilities like we had in Virginia, where no matter what business we would bring in, they would sabotage it out the door. And that business would sabotage itself and never made money in almost a decade. And everyone's like, blah, blah, blah. Well, what about overhead? Well, the corporate overhead of our company was never covered by that kitchen. Thank you, California. Thank you, New York, and the hard workers out there. They carried the load. I'm not saying I didn't have hard workers in Virginia, but there was a team down there that led with fear, that led with scare tactics, that led with bullying, that had spiritual maladies, where alcoholism ran rampant. Okay? And that's because... I didn't focus, I didn't have the right partners, I didn't have the right family members, and I trusted people because they were family or they've been loyal for 20 years or 18 years, and they were dedicated, and FSP was everything to them. That's just not true. If FSP is everything to someone, they want to succeed no matter who it is. They don't try to cannibalize each other, and when someone's pushing them to do better, they do better for the company and all the employees that are in there because they realize that their dreams and the company's dreams have to be big enough to fit everyone's in there, not their ego. Okay? How do I, How does imposter syndrome, when people start talking at you, they start telling you and you give them credit for it. You believe what they say because they have been in your company for a long time, or they are your friends, or they are your family. You let them have too much access to who you are. I mean, how do I know? I've done it. I've been there. I've wanted to kill myself. Believe me, numerous times I could not figure out. I felt successful. I know I've had success. I know I did well playing soccer. I know I did well building companies. I know I do well building these podcasts. I know I do well networking. I'm probably one of the best networkers out there. 
There's probably some other ones that are pretty high ballers in the Arite Syndicate and around the world. But when it comes to networking, I'm one of the best. How do I know? I look at my life now. Look at the amount of people on the Justin the Food Entrepreneurs podcast. Look at what's going to happen with the Justin and Ryan Bizarro show as we're we have recorded a bunch of episodes that'll go way out of order because we're trying to do uh, to create something and create a momentum there based on the people we have in there and tie it into sort of what we're doing with Foodtopia. It's a TV show, again, 18 seasons, 12 years across the globe. International travel, food entrepreneurs, music, cars, you name it. 75-minute episodes, better than anything's ever been done before. No advertisements. Why? Because I do succeed. And when you go through imposter syndrome and you are torn down and you have to rebuild yourself back up by yourself, because everything gets torn apart, okay? And when we get into the identity crisis, I'll talk about why things really fell apart and my responsibility in my relationships and how I let imposter syndrome, I let identity crisis um, and loss of my identity destroy things in my life and how I had to rebuild my entire life. Okay, And it's still rebuilding, still trying to figure things out, still trying to work through things with what my life looks like. Still wondering if I can repair relationships that I want to repair and that I want. Because I do value the relationships in my life from my past. But I could not bring down the people around me wanting to die every day. Wanting to feel like a piece of shit. And in some ways, if any of the bullies and the haters are out there listening, they're like, oh, we may have won. You didn't win. I went through imposter syndrome really bad and then an identity crisis and I came out stronger than I've ever been before. So if you're going through this and you're going through imposter syndrome and you're going through this, I want you to realize that there's something happy, good on the other side if you attack it head on. You go into the storm and you fight that motherfucker to the ground. Okay, I know because I had to do it and it's probably the biggest battle I've ever had to do was against myself, was realizing and discovering who I actually am, not what everyone told me it was. You know, I'll give you an example. I'm born on the same day as my father, December 20th, born on the same day. I look like him. I talk like him. In some ways, I act like him. Everyone told me I was just like him, but I would watch him when I was in business with him and I would watch him. And even though even my mom would anchor this in me, you're just like your father. Okay. That's something that happens when spouses don't deal well with the other spouse and they project it onto the child. Okay. And whether it's right or wrong or not, or my mom meant it or not, it does not matter. I started believing it, especially the bad things, the things I didn't like, the things that I never wanted to be like in your parents. And all of us have this. Our parents are there to lead us in good, but they're also there to teach us what not to do. Okay. I'm going to read another thing off of here, uh, off of the Mind Body Green site to just anchor some more of what I'm saying. Imposter syndrome is essentially a subconscious way of saying to yourself and others that I am not enough. 
I am unworthy, and that you've somehow undeserving of the awards, accolades, and recognition you've received. Even worse than the feeling of unworthiness is the guilt you carry about deceiving others into thinking you're smarter and more competent than you believe yourself to be, and fear that someone will find out and expose you in your lies. Okay? And lies are in quotes. Okay? This is happens. Like, I went to school. I got a master's degree. We went around the world. I learned a lot about business. I've had a lot of failings in business. And the fact that I've been willing to to fail and succeed in business and had those failures and successes, it gave me a lot of knowledge and experience and exposure to the world. Okay, it educated me. The three things we talk about leadership in this podcast, education, exposure, experience. I've always done that. I've always gone around the world. I've been very fortunate. I played soccer over in Europe when I was 13 to 17 years old, going over there every summer training, sometimes in soccer academies, sometimes doing soccer tournaments, sometimes on tours, sometimes whatever. But I got to play in these clubs and in these places that changed my life and gave me a worldly experience and a worldly viewpoint. And you do doubt yourself because you start believing what everyone else says. Like maybe I need to be more self-reflective. And those of us who are self-aware and self-reflective often can let in the voices in our head of other people. We can let it be, especially those we care about and value and love, we can often let them be our higher power. And when they're our higher power and not God and not our relationship with God and not my relationship with myself and not me putting my mask on first, before I put on someone else's and not what we talk about why is it important to lead yourself first before you lead others why is that selfishness important because if I haven't blazed the trail I can't teach anyone so I spent a lot of time growing working on myself being selfish to many people and then they came after me about it not realizing that the reason that was is because I'd gained all this experience that now I was able to lead better than anyone else even though I had always led, I was now a leader. And that leadership, when people get jealous or people get envious or people get entitled and don't want to work anymore, and you're putting pressure on them to grow because now you're a leader and now you are the leader because no one else stepped up and did it, even though you wanted a team, they're going to hunt you down. They're going to break you down. They're going to take every success, things like I had opportunities with podcasts and books, and they tear you down. Don't worry, the books are coming, the podcasts coming, TV show is coming, Freedom Foods, to go back after all the stuff Food Service Partners did, is coming, better than it's ever been done before because everyone will be back. You're dealing with a foreign company and a foreign country and we've turned over all of our food service to them. Our schools, our universities, our hospitals, our long-term cares are all mostly done by a French company backed by a French government whose core values don't even closely match ours. Not even close and even in our healthcare systems. But yet, we turn all of, we were behind a desk and we're looking, oh, we're going to save money here and it's all about the money. Is it about the money? Because I'm pretty sure you're messing up every person that comes out of that hospital based on that, those values. I'm pretty sure the core values you think you're living by in your hospital and in your community doesn't match what they're doing. There's marketing and there's really good marketing, but there's also this thing called attraction where you know, you know, we all know. All of us eat every day and we're so, we don't, we turn a blind eye to the fact that we need to 
save our planet with food, that we need to regenerate our planet for food, but we make these choices anyway. So this is what I'm talking about. When I know, when I'm the leader, I know I'm out there doing the wrong thing by healthcare, yet everyone's telling me it's about the money and the jobs. It is, but I'm destroying our culture. I'm destroying the American way of life. I'm destroying the ability for these humans to use food as a healing and I'm making them more reliant on medicine. And I got news for you guys. Like a lot of these players in food play this game for rebates. They play this game to get money back from the vendors. So it's not about putting the healthiest food in your body. It's about who's going to give me the biggest rebate and I'm going to put that massive amount of food into the hospitals. Okay. Are you buying it from the farm? Are you doing it? No, none of these companies do it. They claim they are, and it's a huge gimmick, and then COVID happens or anything happens, and it, what's, we're on to the next thing we need to market. Okay, throw out healthy food, but we want to save everyone from COVID and the coronavirus. Hmm. How about if you live a healthy lifestyle and build your immunity, you may not need any of the vaccinations or anything. I'm not saying not to get them. I'm not going to go down that political realm. I will tell you I don't have it. Never had been in the hospitals, been in the forefront, never had it once, okay, around people that had it all the time, why I live a healthy lifestyle, I eat properly, I am disciplined, I have exposure experience and education that aligns to my own body to be self-aware. And when you are this way, people who aren't or they have spiritual maladies or they have symptoms because of these spiritual maladies, alcoholism, drug addiction, egotism, narcissism, there are flying monkeys going around. Okay? It's interesting. This flying monkey thing has come up a bunch recently. And I agree, narcissists do this. They will not do the dirty work themselves. They have their family do it. They have their kids do it. They have their their business partners do it. They have the people that work for them. Flying monkeys, guys. Look it up for narcissism. So I'm going to talk about the indicators of imposter syndrome. Not believing you earned your success by your own merits and instead attributing it to luck or other external factors. Two, feeling, fearing someone is going to call you out on your fraud. Three, feeling unworthy of your successes, positive experiences, or feedback. Four, feeling like you're not smart, strong, pretty, thin, fast, fill in the blank enough. Five, inability to internalize success and be proud of your own intelligence, competency, and skills. Seven, Six, sorry. Downplaying your achievements and accolades. Eight. Or I messed up, guys. Sorry. I'm not even going to count anymore. Downplaying your achievements and accolades. I can't keep track of the numbers. Next one. Over-exaggerating your shortcomings and failures. Nine. Fearing failure and the idea of not living up to your own and others' expectations. Well, I just experienced this. Someone came walking in here, even though we have the light on, saying record. So I just got lost my track in numbers. And all of a sudden, I got this same feeling that I'm talking about here. Like, I'm messing up on the podcast. And what are people going to think? Anyway, I guess it never goes away. Feeling failure and the idea of not living up to your own and others' expectations. Setting unrealistic goals and feeling bad about yourself when you can't meet them. Avoiding new opportunities and challenges. 
needing to be special or the best to be seen as valuable, placing your value in the inability to do it all and do it with excellence and displaying perfectionist tendencies. Okay. I'm going to read these again, just because we got interrupted and I obviously have to do some coaching here about what the red light means when it says recording. But anyway, I'm going to read them again. Not believing you earned your success by your own merits and instead attributing it to luck or other external factors. Fearing someone is going to call you out on your fraud. Feeling unworthy of your successes, positive experiences, or feedback. Feeling like you're not smart, strong, pretty, thin, fast, fill in the blank enough. Inability to internalize success and be proud of your own intelligence, competency, and skills. Downplaying your achievements and accolades. Over-exaggerating your shortcomings and failures. Fearing failure and the idea of not living up to your own and others' expectations. Setting unrealistic goals and feeling bad about yourself when you can't meet them. Avoiding new opportunities and challenges. Needing to be special or the best to be seen as valuable. Placing your value in the ability to do it all and do it with excellence and displaying perfectionist tendencies, okay? I've suffered from all these guys. And in a lifelong career where I had success, weirdly, I let all of this into my life. I was trying to build a company and do it with teamwork. And instead of blazing the trail and being the leader and and, and trusting my gut and doing what I needed, I got this idea that I needed to be more de- democratic. And while that's true in businesses, it's not true in the opinions of you. And if you create a situation of servant leadership that's not very balanced and that you don't have boundaries, you allow other people's opinions to weigh more than what's the actual right decision for the business, what's the logical decision for your business. So that's why I talk about this also. And in your leadership or in your schools or wherever you're leading, any of your leadership that you're in, what are you letting into your own head that's causing damage to your ability to lead the masses? And as the opinion of one person and the damage it does enough to you to cause damage to all the people you lead okay i can tell you in my own experience that that happens you let the idea of one or a few bullies or harassers or over opinionated or people that have to prove they're smarter than everyone else for whatever reason when they want to talk at you like maybe they're suffering from imposter syndrome also you need to be aware of that who's suffering from imposter syndrome that you're leading because this isn't only about me I, it's also about what's going on with the people around me. So I'm going to tell you about the symptoms to look for. Again, I've done a lot of research on this recently. It's a a very strong topic. Obviously, it's close to home for me. But here it goes, okay? Self-sabotage. These are the symptoms. Burnout. Working harder to prove your worth to make up for what you think you lack or you prevent anyone from exposing your fraud. Job dissatisfaction. Declining work performance. Inappropriately taking responsibility for others' feelings and behaviors. Avoiding responsibility of processing and managing your own feelings and behaviors. Not trusting your own intuition and difficulty with discernment. Lacking of eternal motivation and loss of ambition, avoiding going after a promotion, doing the right thing, going after a job, seeking recognition, pity, or sympathy from others. Did it publicly in front of the people I led. Terrible thing. Terrible thing I did. Okay? 
one of the worst decisions I ever made was allowing my guard down to to be more vulnerable and authentic in the way that I was. It was too authentic, it was too vulnerable, and it really started down this path. Once I got into vulnerability and authenticity, it's important, but I, w- I am way too authentic and I'm way, way too vulnerable. And it led to people having too much exposure to me and then using it against me and leveraging it, especially to get what they wanted. I mean, shoot, I even had one employee because of his situation and his spirituality that led to alcohol and whatever else, physical things, try to like bribe me, try to get me to pay him more, try to get me never to fire him because he had all this leverage on me because it came out of my own mouth. I believed it, but the reality is, is everyone knew it at that point. What leverage did he have? Okay, codependency and neediness, feeling bad if you don't receive external validation, isolation, physical, mental, and emotional repercussions of stress and other mental health concerns such as anxiety and depression. Okay, I was having anxiety and panic attacks on a regular basis. I was going in the bathroom every morning and all of a sudden a feeling of just wanting to die and disappear and isolate myself would happen every morning for an hour sometimes. It's sad. I really had built a successful company with with family members and partners. But and when everyone turns on the leader and everyone goes after you because they see a vulnerability or they're jealous of your success or they don't realize I didn't have kids. I didn't go out the bar drinking all the time. I didn't go out partying. I didn't go to weddings. I chose the business and the people in the business and their families over everyone else. And while they were at home enjoying their families and their weekends and their 50th birthday parties in Florida, I was still working. I was still trying to grow the business. And every time I grew a business, people would tear it down and I could not figure out what was going on. I chose the wrong people chose the wrong family members. I didn't choose to do something different soon enough and I let this imposter come in, okay? And when you have business partners and you're not majority owner, this is a problem, guys. This is why I will never do business this way again. That's why I'm in full control of my podcast. That's why the team for Foodtopia and the team that's building at Freedom Foods are all individuals that I check the core values. They've had successes in their life and not relied on someone else to be their savior. If you think someone else is going to be your savior, you're going to run into this problem. You're going to tear down people that are leading and who are succeeding. You're going to give them imposter syndrome, whether you intend to or not. And everyone's like, you know, it's ownership. I've got to own it. I let this happen. It's my mental space. But at the same time, it's our environment. If I'm a, f- a flower is dying, do I blame the flower or do, do I blame the environment? Is it getting enough water? Is the soil right? Is the air right? Is it getting enough sun? Is it getting fertilizer? I don't blame the flower. But in leadership, we blame the poppy and we try to cut it down. We, you know, if other people don't grow, maybe it's your environment. You want to know why you're not growing to the tallest poppy? It's your environment. Anyone can be successful as I am. Anyone can get as many degrees as I have. Anyone can go keep continually chasing their education like I'm doing. Still doing it. Still trying to do things here and there. That's why I do the Night Dasher podcast. Because I'm growing. I want to learn the delivery game because it's part of the food game that I'm in. 
I don't ask anyone else to do the research for me and go find it out for me. I have to go experience it for myself and there's no job that's below me. You want to know when other people also give you imposter syndrome? When you're willing to do what they're not willing to do, they will cut you down and they will convince you that you don't need to do that. But you do need to do it. You do need to clean toilets. You do need to pick up trash. You do need to lead by example in your company. Don't let anyone think there's entitlement. Special parking spots people wanted. Like, what is that? No. No. So... One of the things that I think is very hard and the questions we need to ask ourselves is, and how do we know if we're experiencing uh, imposter syndrome is, do you attribute your success to luck or external factors? Are you very sensitive to criticism of any kind? Do you agonize over even the smallest mistakes in your work? Do you downplay your expertise even when you truly are an expert? Do you feel like someone is watching you and will call you out as a phony? Okay. These are big deals, guys, and we need to be aware of them. So I'm going to end it with this, and I will end just because we went on for a long time, and I'm trying to keep these episodes to 30 minutes or less, and I'm over that. But let's talk about the five types of imposter syndrome, okay? It's, again, it's in this article if you want to read it for yourself. Um, I will post it, both articles I used as my main research, but I did a lot of other research into this to identify it, and I've obviously been to therapies and group therapies to help build myself and rebuild who I am. But let's talk about these. I'm going to read them. The perfectionist. The perfectionist sets extremely high expectations for themselves. Any mistake, regardless of how small or how many wins they have or how hard they worked, makes them feel like a failure and question their own abilities. When trying new things, they can feel shame, inadequacy, and even avoid trying in the first place if they can't do them perfectly the first time. I would say women or men whose husbands have more money than them or are more successful, they can often feel that the success they have in their home or their nice houses or their beautiful cars or kids drive are not theirs and like they're a fake because their husband or wife made the money. Okay, that can happen. The natural genius. The natural genius is born with an inherent ability to pick up new skills quickly with ease. They operate on the belief that competent people don't struggle or work hard. And if they have any difficulty or need to be put in more effort than usual, it serves as proof that they're a fraud. They can feel shame or embarrassment if something doesn't come so easily to them or if they fail on their first try. The soloist. The soloist hates asking others for help. They believe they must be able to handle everything on their own, and the inability to do so means they are incompetent and incapable. Asking for or receiving support when offer presents a double negative of both feeling short of their own high standards and admitting they can't do something and showing up as a failure. The expert. The expert often feels they are not ready or are not good enough if they don't know everything there is to know about a topic. They validate themselves through external sources and even seek out certifications, degrees, and trainings. When looking for a new job, they won't apply to roles if they don't feel they meet the criteria on a job description. They may be hesitant to speak up in a meeting for fear of not knowing the answer or something they should know, or hold back from asking questions in class for fear of looking stupid. 
They have an unrealistic expectation of themselves that they should have all the answers and their deepest fears being exposed as a fraud if they don't. Five, the superhero. The superhero feels that they need to do it all and do it all with excellence. They are only successful if they are winning in all aspects of life, such as school, work, as a parent, a partner, and a friend. If they are feeling short in just one of these areas, they see themselves as a failure and subsequently push themselves to succeed. Okay? I appreciate all of this, and I appreciate you guys. Uh, we'll get into a lot more of this imposter syndrome um, because there's parenting that happens, helicopter parenting that leads to this stuff as well. There's how our schools and our teachers treat our kids that can lead our kids to imposter syndrome. But we're about 40 minutes into this. I want to give everyone time to just take into what I've said because it's been a long podcast. We'll identify some of these um, in the next episode as we get into an identity crisis that I keep talking about that we're going to do. But as I do more research, I keep layering in more episodes to lead up to it because it is a significant thing and it will significantly derail your life. But it will also, if you go through one and you are going through one and you haven't been able to get out of it, I'm, we're going to work through that. I'm going to tell you how I did it. I'm going to tell you how some of the individuals that I know, the very successful individuals who've had success and gone through this. And I, and I would say this, if you haven't gone through an identity crisis and you haven't gone through the, um, the imposter syndrome, you're a very lucky person because I don't know many multi-successful millionaires, billionaires that haven't gone through this. I, and one of the most comforting things is in Arite, people I know that I've talked to all have had similar experiences. Okay, and they're all very successful humans, financially, spiritually, family, mind, body, all of it. So even with 75 hard, we can sometimes still experience in these things. So next time, guys, we'll talk a little bit more about imposter syndrome on our children on the people we lead and how we actually may give them imposter syndrome. I talked about what it is to have it for yourself, but what is it when you give it to someone else or you're unintentionally driving someone else to have it? We should know that as leaders as well. That's part of this podcast. So thank you everyone for listening in. You can find us on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts. I love you guys. You can find me on Instagram at Justin Bizarro. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. For anyone that's out there, check us out, share, you know, maybe someone needs to hear this today. So I hope everyone's doing well and we're out.